You gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You better count your money. Yeah. When you're sitting at the table. I don't know the rest. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one, and go. Welcome to Products and Grace, a podcast by Mercyville Church. My name is Lawson Harlow, and today I have with me Don Terrell and Blake McCullough. So, Don, what are we doing today? So, today we're going to discuss gambling. Are we actually doing gambling? <laughs> it's going to have a twist. Just go All with right. me. I tried to ask you if you wanted to have a well, I didn't. pre-game the podcast while we sat here, and they both said no. They're flying blind. That's just me. We're, we're headed to trust out. You. We're headed out on the mystery. It's not so much trust as I didn't feel like giving You're it middle space table. before him. You better know when to fold. <laughs> Sorry, so applicable. We've already done it. All right, so the topic today is about gambling. Gambling. This ties back to a series of episodes which were very popular. And so I thought perhaps it would be helpful to talk about gambling. Let's just you wrap know, it up. I know, right? It All seems right. like, because uh, we, like our... ATF series mm-hmm. really was very, very popular. And so I thought, well, you know, most people, this is kind of a, always an interesting topic mm. in, I don't know, Christian community and broader evangelical about gambling. But before we get into today's topic. <laughs> oh, gosh. I so awesome. New liturgy. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So awesome. What? What do you think about Blake? <laughs> Just in general. Just in general. I'm just kidding. (laughs) What about, let's cover, let's air grievances. So it's really a So Lawson segment where we're going to cover our grievances, not with you, Lawson, but grievances that I know that we share together with Blake about being the most uninteresting man on social media. It's true. I think we took a big gamble with him. Not all of us can uh, hide behind fake (laughs) Anonymity. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You don't count. You really don't get an opinion. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Nobody so convenient. The other day, the other day, <laughs> no risk. The other Listen, day, you got to work in no, gambling. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking. Sorry, the other day, you said something like, "I tweeted," and I was like, "You don't have an account. Mm, no, I don't. Like, you don't get to say <laughs> I tweeted. It's actually, it should actually be corporate approval before you tweet I, I anything. Should, I should minute it. Yeah, <laughs> we have to vote on it. We have to tweet. vote on it. Yeah. So what? When you think about when you think about Blake Lawson, when you think about Blake on social media. Mm-hmm. What what do you th- I mean? What's he most known for? Milk toast. <laughs> milk toast. <laughs> just but yeah, I normally say Melba toast. Yeah, it's like Does what am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about word- well, this no all- no no. no. I'm going to talk about Wordly or Wordle. Wordle. And then I'm going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I haven't posted a Wordle in a couple weeks. That's a lie. But you've been playing. That's a lie. Yeah, but I've been playing secret. in the secret of my heart now. <laughs> That's a lie. Darren rebuked me. Rightly so. All right, um, Wordle or what? Memphis Grizzlies. Am I not allowed to be passionate about that? And then every so often, every so often, you'll get something in regard to, like, please stop seeking for fame on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Which I secretly really hope gets a lot of retweets. <laughs> but, but in all fairness, there was, I actually thought about this the other day. There was somebody that tweeted something. Oh, there's a term that was used... Um, in video games for a long time, people who play video games are going to be familiar with this. Is yeah, Lawson's just riffing right now. This notice is not me, on the notes. Notice, <laughs> notice me, senpai. Have you ever heard this phrase? Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so notice me, senpai, is I want somebody who's better than me to notice me. Uh, and every time I see someone tweet, and then they'll tag like five people on it, it's literally notice me, senpai. It's the worst. Uh, and, it, and it irks the fire out hey, of me. y'all can help Lawson out. He's a, he, you're really holding right now at 515 followers. Have you noticed that? No. All our listeners banded together. <laughs> he gets up every morning and checks it. God, 515 like, again. 514. <laughs> I just I've had it. <laughs> you know the other right. thing that I notice about Blake is the uh, book giveaway shares. That I've noticed so long. I know it has, but you were on a you were on a roll with those. I was. Did you ever win? Uh, no. I've won a couple books from really, really? from yeah. doing that. Yeah. Huh. That's actually and Sarah too. Like really. Last year she won a book too. Huh. Mm. Yeah. So he the, this all got the ire of the faithful. The podcast faithful. Indeed it did. Because he did not post a <laughs> reminder on Friday morning on Facebook That's because true. he is the administrator of the official. Oh, is that why you did that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Like how old they we went be honest by. about our Facebook page? Do we want to be? I, I just want to know. Is it necessary? Is there a way for you to see how many people click on our podcast website from our Facebook page? I don't know. I can see. I can see the engagement and interaction with... Twitter with our mercy, excuse me, yeah. with our products of grace. I was just wondering, I'm sure there's like, you can pay for analytics that would show you. What would you do with those? I would just wonder how many people see our Facebook posts and are like, oh, the podcast. I'm going to listen to it. You don't think anybody? So the algorithm on Facebook, here's the problem. The algorithm oh, on Facebook. Oh, you think we're getting geared. I just think that no one's seeing it because we don't have a popular page. How can we make it more popular? More likes. Promote think, it, share it, like it, all that. A little more activity. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the activity is the problem. You don't because well, even don't we, when we were heavy in activity, we weren't getting. A we got to start someplace. It's traction, is what it is. You should reshare and post the memes. That takes. That's everything what I was out. doing for a little while, but I just don't have time to sit on Facebook and wait on memes to come. You know? Whoa! <laughs> You're telling me you have responsibilities that keep you off the internet? Yeah, that means weird. sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I hate to say it. <laughs> I Weird. can't believe the amount of money that you're paid to manage this Facebook. <laughs> I swear. Lawson <laughs> almost spit his men out directly into the mic. I know you can all hear it. All right, so another grievance. Can we broach the John subject on the podcast? Like, no. Like, th- there's some people out there that don't listen, mm. that need to listen, but are vocal about not listening. So this, this segment's going to be titled Dear John... Doe? Okay. Okay. And so, the reason why we do this is we address our critics head on. Mm, we're not Naturally. afraid. It's, it's only, and it's truly by sheer determination that we will them in to be a listener. <laughs> by, because, by, by verbally mentioning their names. Yes, by making them a... <laughs> by sheer obnoxiousness. What would we call that, English teacher? Like, by bringing them in as a subject matter on the podcast? Manipulation. Persuasion. Pers- yeah. Mm. It's a fine line. <laughs> Undermining. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because, you know, like, people most, most of the time people are like, I don't like podcasts. Well, you know, what if a whole podcast was about you? Then you definitely like would like it. It's you true. would listen in. So, because here's the two things. Is that why we listen to this podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> here's, the, here's a couple of things. People love to talk about themselves. That's true. It's true. People love to be talked about. In some ways. In some mm. ways. Or at least the subject of conversation. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So do you think it's so cringy? Even when they pretend that they don't, they do. Deep down, they do. So do you think this will make it to John? 
Uh, 100% Doe? think uh, it'll Sorry, make I forgot it. his last name. Yeah, Doe. I think it'll 100% make it to John Doe. Okay. Yeah. Which is upsetting to me. Why? Well, this... Do you think it'll bring John... John Doe... Doe uh, into the mix? John Doe and I have a long, long shared history. Really? Really. Uh, <laughs> like... All right, so one of my favorite stories from seminary... Yeah. But when you I you was, have to do the John and then do a long pause... Got it. ...and do the Doe. So John... Doe. Yes, um, I love it. That makes me we, laugh. Uh, we, me and John Doe, mm-hmm. got uh, placed inside of our very first very first semester at seminary. Everybody's realizing that's listening. Like, uh-oh, they're really talking about <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah, of we are. <laughs> we, just uh, went up a notch. We were, we were placed inside of a um, prayer group together, me and, me and two other men. So John Doe and then a guy named Bryant Doe. And <laughs> I had to, we met, we had to meet together. We had to meet together once a week to discuss like how our Bible reading had been going, how our prayer life has been and just pray together. And so I was, I was living in Grenada at the time. So I had to drive up to mid America and we were meeting early, which y'all know me, right? Like early for me, we're not friends, but I was getting up at like four thirty, mm. driving to Memphis three days a week to go to seminary. Well, so I would get up and I drive to Memphis and there was a, there's a prayer chapel at mid America. And if you want to know something interesting about prayer chapels and seminaries, they're always empty. Um, and they uh, make you hold hands. No, no. <laughs> Makes the prayer more efficient. Cause nobody's there. Says um, no one ever. And so, but the prayer chapel also had two of mid America's finest, uh, things. Number one, it was the most private bathroom in the entire facility. Wow. So if you ever need that. Interesting. Uh, there was a bathroom attached to the prayer All chapel. Right. Number two, they had really comfortable pews. Oh, my oh. god! So I'd get there at like 6.30. And lay down. Lay down and go to sleep. Wow. Why don't you just leave later? Because traffic was oh, so yeah. different. Uh, it's like yeah. I would rather get there early and go sit on the couch and sit and go couch, the pew. And, <laughs> and or, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, traffic's the I worst. Hear you. I hear you. So anyway, John Doe. Um, would would come it's not funny would come in and wake me up at like 715 oh. his class was at 8 and so 715 he'd wake me up him Sweet. and Bryant Doe would come in <laughs> and uh, and so for a year we did that every Tuesday morning maybe Tuesday and uh, yep that was it that was, that was it. our times did anyone die in that story yeah no, we just we would pray together and and we laughed about it. We laugh about it to this day. Really, y'all laughed because I was I had heard John Doe's <laughs> biggest complaint was that we laugh. Mm. He's actually funny. Interesting. Maybe he's jealous. He also is. What's interesting about him is he's like the most even kill guy on the planet huh. until he's hungry, and then he'll rip your throat out. Huh. So you together and he when he gets hungry and you get thirsty are really hangry and. What is what is angry? Angry. We're quite angry. <laughs> sounds like it has something to do with thighs. I don't really like it. <laughs> Get uncomfortable. Actually, some chicken thighs sounds great. Right oh now. my gosh! All right, I had a terrible lunch, and so I'm I'm still hungry. You know you know what I mean? Mm. Like you have a lunch that's not good, and you still like want the satisfaction of food, even though you've already but you eaten. ate it the whole time aggressively, thinking if I just eat it. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll it'll get better. Yeah, it never did. And it never did. No, it's and the, the free ice cream wasn't good either. No, it really t- had a funny taste. This to is it. Uh, you get it at Jason's Deli. Deli. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's. If you just pause, Deli. it'll make anything any everybody's, subject. It'll make them anonymous. Like, what's wrong with this podcast? Why is it skipping so much? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so.
Yeah. <laughs> Podcast fodder. One more subject. Can we do one more subject? Sure. We can do whatever you want. It's always spelled a lot with two T's. Oh, this this is what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. So you found the most, like the least interesting. No, no, no. I always okay. do L-O-T-T. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just comes out and I always like, correct myself. Like the Bible character. Yes. <clears throat> so then I thought, I thought to myself, like, <laughs> would Lot be offended about one T or two T? You know how people get, like, upset about their names? Lot yeah. doesn't speak English. Oh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Sorry. He has problems now. He's like, his whole worldview just shattered. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know the what we're going to talk about in the new episode. So I brought this up on a, a group text about fodder. Did you ever eat your toothpaste? When no. you were a kid? No. Like it tasted so good? No. Like they had like kid toothpaste. No. You know, where it yeah, tasted like a little strawberry. Like bright specks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It never made you want to spit does. it out, right? It made you just want to eat it. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember eating it? No. I do. You're weird, bro. Really? Yeah. All right. So Lawson said, here's some more good podcast fodder. <laughs> I Since love I was 13. I love this. This is, I quote Lawson. Since I was 13, I have always requested a 24-hour notice <laughs> before I am required to do yard work. <laughs> like, Since I was what 13. world does a man All right. <laughs> have to be required or invited into the yard right. work? It's like where my masculinity just oozes out of me naturally. First of all, yeah, for sure. ooze. First let's, of all, let's eliminate can that we, word Before you podcast. say anything, yeah. if I had said this to my father at 13... Mm. I think he would have been like, how's mm. how's 2.4 seconds? Mm. Go outside right now. Mm. <laughs> All right, so look, here's here's what, what one of the downsides probably of having having cancer like at the moment where you are then required to mow the yard, right? Like 10, <laughs> 11 years old, it's like these you're going to start mowing the yard. These are life skills you never did. Right, 100%. 100%. Cancer, 100%. Oh and, so, and so anyway, it was like, no, he's not going to do that right now. We'll eventually get there. But I had like coasted for so long of wow. not having to do yard work. And then one day my mom comes in. I'm trying How to are you about taking your medicine? Dad. Huh? How are you about taking your medicine? When, when I was somebody chemo? says, ask you to take medicine, but you develop that, right? Like there's no notice. Actually, like, the first say, time I took a pill, this is a real true story. Holy moly. The first time I took a pill was, uh, what it was I take? I was taking a drug called Neurotin. And it was to help with like nerve pain. Yeah. And uh, I I didn't know how to swallow a pill, and uh, my fa- my my mom and my stepdad were trying to get me to swallow the pill, oh, no. and I wouldn't do it. It's like a dog and and my a dad. Pill with cheese. Listen, listen, my dad. <laughs> my mom calls dad and says, "You will, you will swallow this pill, or I will get in my car they were and I will willing be there. You to do it, and I will be there, and you will swallow that pill." This is dad. This is dad. This, this is rusty. This is mom on the phone with dad. Rusty. Yeah, and he and he said, I'm, I'm getting in my car, and if I get there and you have not taken that pill, because I mean, this was this was like the only thing that possible to relieve any of my pain, mm-hmm. and it was awful. And so, needless to say, as I realized the threat on the other side was far greater. Mm-hmm. Than you quickly the threat of developed the, pill, the skill. I all of a sudden, was able to swallow the pill. All right, so the yard work. Yeah. He's trying to change the subject. Well, so I was so. thinking like you were probably really strong in one area, weak in the other. So, what would you have been strong in taking medicine? Because that was. That's what was causing you to be weak. Sure. Somehow. No. He was strong in video games. No, I was strong. Yeah, I was strong in laziness <laughs> in video games. And tennis. He's a good tennis player. So this all came about because Beth asked you to do yard work. And she gave me a 48-hour notice. 48-hour? 48 48-hour notice. Because she's a wonderful woman. What yard work did you have to do? I mean, it is in the middle of currently. Well, when we're recording. It's the February second day of 1st. February. Second day. Yeah. Uh, I had to trim boxwoods. Did you mm. do a round or square? Square. 
Uh, I like round. Well, we're going to rip them all up later, so it doesn't what? really matter. Yeah, I hate those. Why? Because they're the worst things on the planet. No, you should just trim them back. They're too old. They're too mm-hmm. old. That's that's false. You just got to trim them way back. You okay, well, just... you can come to my house and you can show me. He needs, I, he needs 24 hours. 72. <laughs> I don't think we could ever see that. Except the rule at my house, though, is if you, if you help me with something on my property, you eat ribs. Wow. That's the rule. It's a good I, rule. I got some hedge trimmers. Yeah. I'll be I, I will say there's not many things I do well, but I can, I can cook some ribs. I thought you were going to say you can trim some hedges. No, I can't. I, I, I can butcher some hedges. All right. So, with that, gentlemen. Let's see if we can take it down to the wire and run the table. Run the table. Run the table. I have no research on it. I don't want to do it. So somebody, here, here's, you want me to do that? I was thinking Russian roulette. So somebody wrote a really long article, made a bunch of statements about it, blah, blah, blah. There it is, the table. Yeah. I mean, I think we can figure out what it's from. So desiring God, <laughs> the resource. Here's our, here's our quotes, right? It. Desiring God. <laughs> you have to book. do a long pause. Yeah, desiring God, uh, Phil... Um, the bulldog. What's his last name? Uh, oh, Phil Johnson. Phil Johnson. Johnson. Reverend. Reverend. Uh, who else do we quote regularly? Uh, we've moved out. I mean, they're normally pretty active in the public domain. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And we don't ever want to neglect the public domain. We don't. It would leave a void. That's right. It would. I and, quote Lawson Harlow. An unsalty void. Yep. Mm. All right. So somebody called in to ask Pastor John. <clears throat> ask Pastor John. And said, APJ. and I quote, <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Fantasy sports gambling is a multi-billion dollar industry in the United States. And a young man, a listener to the podcast who wishes to remain anonymous, wrote specifically to ask about fantasy football gambling. Hello, Pastor John from Anonymous. Thank you for the podcast, Anonymously. I'm a big sports fan, Anonymously. Sorry. (laughs) And I absolutely love playing fantasy football as a hobby. I started out playing one free season in an online league, but as of late, I've been playing daily fantasy sports games on DraftKings and FanDuel, a form of gambling which costs money and entry fees. The bets I place are rather modest at $20 to $50 a week. I have not found a lot of Christian resources on this topic. Is modest online sports gambling sinful? $50 $50 a week. It wouldn't matter if it was sinful. Beth would kill me in my sleep. Yeah, I, think I, I never read the article. Definitions of modest. I did not read the article. Oh, you haven't so you don't read know it. You just said. have the question. I have question. no idea. I have no idea. So I, I'm not going to read what he said. I just found, I, I, you know, I was watching football and I was like, because it's, you know, it's leading up. And I'm like, man, we are marketed to death. Like Ben Affleck is doing a commercial on one platform. Uh, so this is all new. I don't know if you, how much you know about like... Like Sports what? betting MGM becoming bets? legal in Tennessee. Is like, oh, is that why I've been inundated with it's been the like advertising? Up. Yeah, so it's like becoming. Oh, so this legal is timely. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's probably <laughs> been probably six months or something like that. I don't know, maybe a year. Okay, so, but I've noticed a difference. Like, yeah, well, now there's like media personalities that are that's forming. Job. Yes, like forming. So I'll use for example Clay Travis. He's, a, he's an online sports personality, has a large Twitter following, almost a million, based in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. He's a part of Outkick Media Company. Outkick is actually their essential you know, media outlet who was bought by Fox News. And so Fox, uh, excuse me, Fox Company, Fox Corporation, is actually their media company is like looking to dragnet these um, like scalable opportunities to invest because you get to as as i understand it you get to move their listening base 
into your media conglomerate. And mm. part of this media uh, group is actually a marketing arm for all, all online betting resources. Mm. So like Clay Travis specifically advertises for one specific, you know, betting website or whatever. And now all these companies are, so this is like all kind of fascinating and new, like now all these companies are uh, publicly traded. And so there's like, you know, it's like we've moved from casinos on the water in Mississippi or, you know, on certain reservations on Indian owned land like or out in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Or like private bookies. Like I, like my college roommate, his brother was big into gambling. I just never, like, I, I was like, well, that's weird. Like, I mean, they had a bookie and it would be watching the lines and the over under. And I, I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. And so, <laughs> But I was like, you know, I was just thinking like when you're watching football, if you're sitting there trying to like, I don't know, do you think it like elevates the your personal interest in it? Yes. Okay. So this is where I, I don't like it in my own personal interest in sports because it takes away time from talking about actual sports, mm. like on broadcasts or whatever, mm. or the radio. But like in listening to Sports radio. That's why I only tweet about it because it's what I listen to. So I'm listening to sports. It's sports I mean, radio. we're really tapping into our resident expert. Uh, the good news is this is going to be like I'm just going to sit here quietly. It's gonna <laughs> I be love great. this. I had no idea where this is going to happen. I'm and, super pleased. And listening to sports radio, I'll, what I'll say is a lot of the personalities there, they aren't interested in a game unless they have money on it. Uh, unless it's like a Memphis team, right, or like their team, right? Desensitizing. So it's a way to it's a way to make sports more quote-unquote interesting for you which is scary that sounds gross yeah i agree you apply that in some other areas for sure for sure and so there i've heard multiple times like i'm not really interested in it unless i have money on it or it's whatever a team that i actually love to watch that that's what you've heard arm's length or that's what you just have picked up like no, ear like to the ground people social say media that, like on the radio like radio personalities are like yeah i'm not gonna watch that i don't really uh, he's got nothing right on the line on it. it's not super interesting to me and like if i don't bet on it then it's a lot less exhilarating i guess to watch huh. i don't watch sports at all i'm sure people bet on it's like esports i don't even watch that anymore I did at one point. I, I literally watch. You don't almost, watch any sports. I watch almost nothing. Period. Hmm. Bluey. I watch literally the number one show watched in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two is Bluey. So I'll give you an example of the change. All right. Okay. So I watch fairly regularly Grizzlies basketball whoop, whoop. games on the local. Me too. Are yeah, you we, a fan? We have a watch party. Now. Yeah. Yeah. We have a virtual I would say watch I'm party. A follower. You know. Seriously? We started it. So it's a virtual watch the, party. Yeah. Yeah. There's three people in it. For now. For now, but it's going to grow. It will. Might be in announcements. So, <sighs> before Kidding. the game. I mean, uh, this is talking to the guy, <laughs> hold on, that has a in-person, what do you call that, live, what do you call that type of game? First-person role-playing game? Role-playing game. Like, like Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, like, don't yeah, roll fun. your eyes at us. No, it's interaction. It's if we time. wanted to have our Problem own solving, virtual watch party. Problem-solving. You know, logically working through various issues. Mm, sounds sounds Good really times. studious. Yep. Anyways, back to the Grizzlies. So, studious. on a Grizzlies <laughs> broadcast, before the game, now, 
Don't present oh, the numbers. This. The over yeah. and under, the over under, the total, the money line, all that stuff. And then at the ha- at halftime, they'll update you on what the numbers are now. And they didn't ever do that before because there was no way like that you could legally, mm. you know, be watching the game and and like bet on it. But now you can literally bet from an app on your phone. And to me, and now there's like podcasts just about betting. There are like people who ESPN employs that just tell you who to bet for, like who to bet and how much to bet and what to bet. Like, and I don't know. It's just like to me, it makes the experience a lot less innocent and fun. Yeah, I'm all about that hometown bounce. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm yeah, just I'm just there because like I've I've got I've got I've got goodwill. Right, like an intangible asset. Yes, emotionally wrapped up in Indeed. this game because of where you live. Yeah, or have lived. Yeah, nine one. Yeah, yeah, same. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, that's what I watch it for. Like I watch it for the the overall landscape of the journey. That's why I tweet about it. Do you? Yeah, you should up your tweet game on it. <laughs> so speaking of Twitter, I just t- tweeted oh. the Desiring God article. Oh. Because people have reached out and been like, hey, it'd be really helpful if you provide the resources that y'all are covering. Oh, I, know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably sure really that's... smart. Because I think we, I would have shared that video from last week's episode, What is the Gospel? An episode with sharing. But uh, Nam took the video down. <laughs> so I could share it. <sighs> I know, <Shut> right? <laughs> Lawson just rubs his face. <laughs> it's, All just, right. it's just embarrassing. It really is. All yeah. right. Back to this episode. I will say I have gotten questions about sports, this particular sports betting topic. Yes. Okay, <clears throat> do you want to hear what John says before Please. we weigh in on it? I thought you were going to read it. Huh? I, I haven't. I'm oh, going to read it. Live. Oh, this, yeah. is, this is this is a live reaction video at this point. Yeah, I love it. All right, here we go. Sinning with money. He starts out. Yes, which he I think tells you. I think which I. I mean, that's the heading. Yeah. I think that. <laughs> I think he's declared his position, but we'll hear why. Yes, I think online gambling in general, literal bit, little or big, is sinful. Whether you call it modest or exorbitant, I've gotten seven reasons. <laughs> modest sinning. Yeah. I've gotten, excuse me, I've got seven reasons, at least, that I would encourage this young man to consider in order to rethink the way he spends his time and his money as a Christian. It's the cumulative effect of these seven observations that calls me to say always got seven that what he's doing, I appreciate it. I always 12. teach in seven points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, he says, but of course he will need to judge according to the scriptures and his conscience. Mm. My words don't make something sinful. That's wise. God's <laughs> words make something sinful. So here are my reasons why I would like to see him rethink his ways and devote his life to something vastly more important and use his money differently. Can we just read the headings? Please. Yeah. Please. One life to live. Then he goes on to explain that. Enticed by the unreal? Mm. Goes on to talk about that. to talk about that. He titles the next section, $50 a week. That's mm. so much money, bro. That's crazy money. Falling into a snare mm-hmm. is his next one. And embezzlement. Social sickness. And finally, I think, yes, lastly, better investments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, yeah, I'm big on better investments. Are we going to use that, that roadmap? No, or? no, because I've actually, you know, when you play Texas Hold'em, <laughs> which I've never played. 
<laughs> you know, in movies when they play Texas But I used to love because that was like the last you know, big thing. When they wake like up in... and just put on their blue jeans. <laughs> what? what you, you said say? I learned how to put on blue jeans just from, from watching movies and TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. All right. So Thank when you, the Blake, World Series of Poker was like real big. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Y'all were probably like five. <laughs> Four, actually, but okay. Then it I was, was in like, the early days of my marriage. I just remember it was always on ESPN. It was like this big, mm-hmm. hot, you know, they'd wear their glasses, you know, the whole mm-hmm. room full of like 50,000 people or wasn't that many, but it seemed like it, you know, and they would, I would just watch it or it play it down. And, you know, they would always, that last card, mm-hmm. you know what it's called? I don't. It's the river. Uh, Let's make the turn on the river card. Mm. So today's episode actually has... A little turn to it. Ah. All right. So I took a poll of evangelicals based on the response of a well-qualified respondent, which is representative of at least a million people. What? what? Yeah. I asked, what do you know about the Urim and the Thummim? The person said, I quote, not much. So the Urim, I may not be pronouncing that. This is the this most like unknown reality of the Old Testament. I think like a pretty minor detail, but it has. He, I think it just has. It has theological importance. We know it's not wasted words. It's there True. for a reason. So let's read uh, Exodus twenty eight thirty. I was already camping out in Bible verses. Really? Be, yeah. And then I pull the river card yeah, and we're moving. Moving on. So. Exodus what? It's in the priestly garment section. <laughs> I sound so put out with it. Exodus 28. I was prepared. 30. I was prepared too. For what? To talk about gambling. Yeah. Oh. oh. I think Are we helpful. done with that already? Yeah, we'll tie this in in just a minute. Let's read the verse. This man always living in a bow. What What am I? In a what? A, in bow. a bow. You're always trying to tie a bow. What? what uh, uh, where was, am, I, really where am I reading what verse? Exodus 28, 30. I really don't want you to read with that attitude. I know, right? And in the breastpiece of judgment, you shall put the Urim, the Thummim, and the Thummim, and they shall be on Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. Thus Aaron shall bear the judgment of the people of Israel on his heart before the Lord regularly. Uh, Is there any context around that verse at all? There are somewhere around 50 chapters. 40 chapters. I mean, context related to the Urim and the Thummim, like what they were actually used for. It says he shall bear the names of the sons of Israel in the breastpiece breast piece of judgment, and then he puts in there. All right, so we got to find a Bible verse on the use. Let's look at 1 Samuel 28.6. <laughs> what? Nothing. I love you. Aww. Here, let's Google Urim, Thummim. First Samuel. What, what was your reference? First Samuel what? 28.6. I love that we're literally sitting here recording Bible drills. I still didn't hear what you said because our producer walked in the back door. 28.6. Is Lawson. it 28.6? I think that's what you said. I don't know. See if it's that. I've already moved on from that. And hey. when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by prophets. Okay. Let's read. Did we already read Exodus 28.30? That's the one we read, yes. right? Let's read Leviticus 8.8. 8. I wish you would have gone in chronological order. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is. Your Bible's right, not in chronological Me order. Too. Kidding. And he placed the breast piece on him 
and in the breast piece he put the urim and the thumb. Keep going. And he set the turban on his head, and on the hmm. turban in front he set the golden plate, hmm. the holy crown as the Lord commanded Moses. All right, let's read Numbers twenty-seven, twenty-one. You're right, you're beating me. I'm gonna let you go. Lost and why he's looking up that. That's no Look fun. up Deuteronomy thirty-three eight. This is why you don't watch sports. You just don't like the competition. What'd you say, Deuteronomy what? <laughs> thirty-three eight. Numbers twenty-seven what? Twenty-seven twenty-one. Deuteronomy what? Ha ha! John. Doe. <laughs> That'll always get a laugh out of me from here on out. <laughs> and he shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before the Lord. And at his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the people of Israel with him, the whole congregation. It was 33.8, so. And of Levi, he said... Give to Levi your Thummim and your Urim to, the, to your godly one, whom you tested at Massa, with whom you quarreled at the waters of Mirabah. Hmm. 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 This seems to be, you know, there's, there's, a, there's categorically a system by which Israel would inquire about the will of the Lord. You know, it's like one was casting the lots. Casting lots. And one was essentially what I've come to maybe understand, and this could be open for uh, th- this. The Urim and the Thummim is uh, uh, is highly debated, but it seems to me like the more I've read about it, it seemed to be some sort of breastplate of jewels that would actually light up. Light up. Fair, yeah. And seems that would that give the people insight insight in into like the way that they should go. But I like. I mean, they they in no way are dealing purpose. with luck, right? No, this no. is like I mean, we know this. The whole, even the appeal to lots was an appeal to providence. Mm. All right, so tie it back to luck. Like I think that's my big thing well, with luck. gambling is you're taking what you have, what you should steward, right? And you're placing <clears throat> it essentially into the ownership of chance, luck at like whatever in category with. What fire? Uh, no, I was gonna say unicorns, but yeah. oh, like it's not real. Hey, tweet that luck isn't real. No, luck belongs in the category of the unicorns. Tweet that right now, right now, <laughs> right now. Live tweet it right now. Yeah, do right it right now. Do it. This is peer pressure. Do I don't it. care. Do it. It's so good. Tweet one thing with some spice on. I'm gonna start yeah. buying you cayenne and putting it in your Twitter account. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> Who? Never stop being Who do a you golden love? mean. Say like, his name. So then, am I supposed to tweet it? Or yeah, no? you have to yeah, tweet it. Yeah, say it. Type it out. What was it? Luck, Luck belongs. So good. Did you come up with that? Is that original? Just now. You, you should feel good about that. I mean, you should put dot 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 live tweeting on the podcast at POG. All right, what are we actually talking about? I know. I'm gonna let. So I think one of the things about gambling is I want to tie it back to luck, and you'll see what this ties into and how we move forward. So if you're gonna talk about gambling, we have to deal with luck. It's true. Right? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that that's the primary issue with gambling. Uh, no, I don't think either. I think like it is it is relative to the to the person's interpretation of what they're doing. Like one who is involved with it. Sure. sure. I think it's funny because we always end up on conscience here in in topics like this. Mm-hmm. But I agree that it has it has to have something to do with your mindset as you do it. That makes sense. So you're saying, well, I think it's a terrible question to say, can a Christian gamble? I think we all spend Definitely. money on things. This is where I am always spend more money, spend money on better than we do. 
Okay. And so I think that's a, a, a incomplete argument to say, well, it's not redeeming your money. Yeah, I actually... Therefore, I see, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. you're spending money on something that you might not get a return mm-hmm. on. Yeah, it's I like, see... Well, I, I bought a house What if the market crashes. You know what I'm saying? I see no distinction between... Sorry, we're, we're off Emma and Thurman at this point. Sorry. But I see no distinction in gambling $15 and spending $15 to go to the movies. Okay. So, uh, same with a caveat. Okay. Like, I think that the gambling world exists to enslave people. Yeah. And so, sure, movies exist to enslave people too in some sense, right? But like that, it, it would seem that the the world of gambling exists to prey on poor people and to keep them poor, mm-hmm. right? Wouldn't you say? Like I think... Yeah, systemically, I think that's probably an issue. I mean, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't... That's where I'm like at with institutionalized gambling I think mm-hmm. is probably a step lower well you know now it's a measure of the movies. state right actually like state of Tennessee yeah lottery exists and to only to exist to is to raise taxes without raising, raising taxes. taxes right it's, it's essentially a, a, a tax on you desiring to get rich quick but like who yeah, are they it's marketed a sales tax for? right yeah. because it's a sales tax directly to uh, directly to a population yeah. like a normal sales tax means like we pay a base in state of tennessee i think it's nine and three quarters in the yeah. state of mississippi it's seven percent so you you pay a you know a generalized tax for whatever it is that you buy but most of this is on household needs and goods that you mm-hmm. actually require to live yeah the gambling and the lottery and sports betting is not necessary for life and so it, it it is in the end, like if it's used by the state, the lottery does, it is a essentially a tax. Yeah. Yeah. But right. I do think in the same sense, there are people play trying to play more sanctified versions like the stock market to get rich quick. Okay. So let me ask you this. When Jesus says, give unto Caesar. We're so off of Providence now. I'm so distorted. Like just hold that thought. Okay. You need to write it down. No. Yeah. Do you, okay. do you want to come back to it? No, it's fine. <laughs> So this is why I normally interrupt you because if you interrupt me, I'm going to be lost. I don't yeah. know what I was going to say. Do you remember what you were saying? Oh, when Jesus render says, yeah, render unto Caesar what are Caesar's. He's not condemning taxes. Like as we know in like what, Romans 12 and 13, like these are God's yeah. ministers. Right. Like they mm-hmm. should be ones that carry out his image, right, in, in godly authority, mm-hmm. even if they are totally and completely of the world. Mm-hmm. So I find it to be, I guess, an interesting comparison that you have a lottery that is a tax. And I just, I don't think that's a good use. Like, I don't think that that's in the image of the grand authority is to, that that Jesus would have said, yes, I approve of taxes and you can raise them in any way. Like, we know that like... Yeah, there's there's barriers. Yeah, like of sordid mm-hmm. gain or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, even when, uh, who was the tax collector that he said, go back and settle all your accounts? Zacchaeus was the wee little yeah. man. Yeah, didn't also he tell Matthew. Him? Matthew as yeah, well, yeah. that was the other one I was thinking of. So I think like there with the lottery, like, I just, like, I, is it a matter of conscience at that point? Like, if, if it's... If it's sorted in its intent and it defies really the the authority in which it should submit to, like what is good taxing, I think you can have good taxing. I think that's bad taxing. Yeah, I agree. I don't know that. I'm not saying that the lottery is a conscience issue. I think gambling in general can be a conscience issue, if that makes sense. Okay. Because we gamble on all kinds of things. Like what do you mean? 
I mean, you, you took a gamble getting in your car today to come here. That, yeah, that's but, risk reward. Yeah, yeah, but it's still the same. It's, like, it, I, I actually, yeah. What I'm saying is like, oh, I say we live with an inherent risk with if, everything that we well, do. Yeah, but I'm saying if one of your children comes home with like a a raffle, technically that's gambling. He's not wrong. True. But is it sinful to to do the raffle for your child? All right. No. So here's why I am with sports. Betting. I don't think. Okay. Like with with you and me, Blake. Okay. Like we're just we're about that hometown bounce. Indeed. We just want to see the ball. I will never say that phrase, but I agree. You want to say it? I don't. Yeah, it just rolls the, off the, the tongue. The bounce bothers me. <laughs> we just want to see the ball go in the hoop. Amen. And that gets our emotions going mm, it for does. whatever reason, right? We get invested <laughs> in the game. What is it? Forty. Forty-eight minutes. Forty-eight minutes. Yeah. And we're like they lost the other night. Yeah, I was it made me sad, sad yeah, you know. Yeah. But I got over. I went to bed. Right. <laughs> And I didn't lose a thousand right. dollars from a bank account. Right. So I think like when people began, when people begin to make like toxic mixes mm. of like what is good, mm. I'm gonna do it. It's like people begin to make like, you know, mix pornography with intimacy, mm. like oh, wow. God-given intimacy. Right. All of a yeah. sudden, it's like you know what you have to, you have to start mixing in that cup more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sin. More of it. Yeah. yeah, more of it until the whole cup pushes out all that was good. All that was good burns yeah, it all agreed. down. Yeah. And so I think like gambling in that's some strange happen. sense is that's what it's like right I now. Agree. Innocently, like we could sit here and debate: Does one drop of salt water kill you in the glass? No. <laughs> Should you drink that or could you drink that? I always think that's a bad Christian question because I think ultimately. It's a should question, right? It's a it's a question that responds: Is this godly? Mm-hmm. And so I think when you take it to its you know systematic pragmatic end, that the cup will in the end kill you, kill you because yeah. it will be full of salt water. Yeah. Julie says, like Julie went on a mission trip to Vegas. I've never been before. She says, I'll never go back. Like it was it was a terrible place to be. Mm. Like you know they call it Sin City. It literally that's what it's. It's not like you're going to take your family to Disney World, you know what I'm saying, and see what you'll see in Vegas. I'm yeah. not saying you can't go to Vegas. Well, if you go it, the right month, you're going to see some messed up stuff at Disney World. True. <laughs> and the same thing about San Francisco. I, we're aware. Shocker. We've heard the story, yeah. <laughs> Don't go at the end of June. <laughs> so, but, but I think like, yes, we all can spend our money on certain things that are entertainment, because I think you can definitely make that argument. Is that the best use of those funds, right? Well, the, it's almost never that. I mean, like, it's very rare that we can say with absolute confidence that was the best use of those funds. Right. But like, I would say, I would say like you buying tickets to a Grizzly game mm-hmm. is not the best use of the funds, period. And, I, and like, but that's the whole thing. Like, do we have liberty I mean, inter- we could say that about everything. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. yeah. is, it, is, it, is it acceptable for me to spend $5 on a microtransaction? Like, if we're talking is. about microtransactions are like... Talk to small, me like I'm 42. Small, small things you buy inside of a game, right? That's a microtransaction. I got you. Um, and like so if like, you're inside uh, <laughs> Minecraft? I don't do that. Is that what you're saying? I don't do that. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. When you're playing Pokemon, so, so first is that all, what it is? First of all, new Pokemon games fire. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so like when That's you're playing, talk to me like I'm 42. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a grown man. So, but but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is there, there's always a better way to spend your money. But does that mean that you have no, you have no, like, 
I don't. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. You have no liberty in the way that you spend your money. Like, is it possible for you to spend your money on something that's purely entertainment and that be acceptable and pleasing? I think the answer. is I think is there's yes. a balance between freedom and legalism. I think. I also think there's a balance between freedom and stupidity. Yeah. Right. And, and, and we're by, all on the same spectrum stu- here. Yeah. And by stupidity, I, I really just mean you're being sinful with your money, mm. and that's yeah. where like. The reason that I said earlier on, like, I don't see any major distinction between you spending $15 on going to the movies and you spending $15 on, you know, whatever it is. I'm not saying I would not encourage it. Like I would like, but, but I don't think that that becomes a church discipline issue if you spend 15, but you know, like in the grand scheme of things, some of that's going to be like, well, how much money are you spending? Mm. Like $50 is insanity. That's crazy money. Yeah, but that's all relative, though. I know it's all relative, but still, like, yeah, for the majority of people, that's insanity. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, I it's think it's all going to burn. It is all going to burn, but I think that there is freedom. But I think there is freedom that needs to be guided by, you know, clear scriptural references. If your aim in gambling is to make a quick profit, I think you've stepped into the realm of sinfulness. Mm. Proverbs makes that clear. If your aim is quick gain, Mm-hmm. Then I think I think you're outside the realm of of I use the term ethical, but I don't really know if I can. Well, that's why I brought up the stock market because like I knew guys in seminary who couldn't pay their bills and they're they're struggling to care for their wives. Yeah, and it was like, but I could get in the stock market and play it real quick. Yeah, you're looking for quick gain that's the at that same point. Thing. Yeah, the but same. I mean, the, the, but there are fundamentals that you would say Christ said why didn't one of the parables he says. You know, from why didn't all you go the invest? tenants, yeah, for all yeah. the tenants. The last one is why didn't you give it to the bankers, right, yeah. and let them make the money? So I think there is a sense yeah. in which to be educated formally, yeah, and to invest money into the market, right, is like is good, and that's like that but is a Christian principle, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like even then, let's take gambling for instance. Again, gambling is essentially set up for you to lose money. Like that's that's what's happening, right? Like they are. Well, that they wouldn't exist if it, that's what if I'm it saying. Yeah. And so, like, if you're if you're gambling with the, you need to understand that what's taking place is they're taking your money. Like that's that's the end game here. Yeah, it's like the but, the odds are always in favor of the house. Hundred percent bent that way. But so are the movie people. Like that's where like yeah, that's the, where this conversation's at. Yeah, because then it's like they're providing a service. Well, what's the service they're providing? Like fun, I is guess. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah entertainment. Yeah, value. It, it is. And so I just. But I think there's like, you know, would you have seen Christians in that been first century Rome when they're burning on the stake? Like, would you have had Christians standing in the crowd, like cheering that on as good entertainment? Of course not. No, no because there are because there are lines. Yeah. So I think yeah. with like an entertainment, I definitely Romans think there's one. A, Romans one helps us with this, right? We don't give hearty approval to those who practice such things. That's right. Right. But but I have difficulty grabbing a particular text, right? to say this is in and of itself sinful and this is in and of itself not. Like where is the line, if you will, between spending money for entertainment and then let's like let's take the movie illustration again. Mm. The movie or spending money to go to the Grizzlies game or on, on a video game or whatever else, right? How about like on a on a vacation from oh, that's a great, yeah. May Fifth, I think, yeah, to yeah. the nineteenth, which yeah. will be two Sundays. Yeah, yeah. And I, the only I think there's thing a, there is you're going to be absent from church on Sunday. <laughs> it's it's Don. It's the guy's name is Don Doe. I think <sighs> he's neglecting the uh, gathering the of the saints. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but, but you know, like that's as is the habit. But I mean, so. even then, like there really becomes a question overall. I think the primary thing that we have to look at here is is stewardship of finances. I mean, what about? I mean, just, oh my goodness, go with me. Yeah, just go with me. Just what, what if, if? What if? All right, just lean in. Don't lean back, Lawson. Lean in. <laughs> what about? <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> no, we labor on. Anyway, so I think like all of this, all of this lives in the world of conscience. Like I really do. Like I think I so. Agree. But I think, but here's what I'm saying. Like all of those, the entertainment, our purchases, our things that we interact with in our economy, the way, you know, that we're taxed. I mean, all of that, like I think can't, you can navigate. I'm saying when you get into gambling, yeah, I I would say all of that. The one who institutes it and receives an income from from it, the one who interacts from it and would even win winnings from yeah. it. Like I just say all of that sorted. Like I say it's sorted gain. Like it's tainted in my mind. Like and maybe this is just like I guess the question is: Is that my personal conscience informing? like my own personal decision. And then I'm essentially lamb blasting everybody else with that. But that's kind of the framework that I deal with that through. Like, I don't, I don't, I guess in my mind, like I don't see how we can make that particular item a conscience issue. When I just think like by and large, I look at it as like tincture, like adding in some other serum into something that's good. Yeah. And then creating like, over time, something that's going to have to increase. And it's essentially the toxicity increases over time and ruins what was just innocent and good altogether. Because like gambling just to gamble, right? It's just like, that's one thing, but then gambling on things that are just, you know, there's a Seinfeld where Kramer's sitting in the, uh, in the airport terminal waiting for some friends to get in on a plane (laughs) and he's got a gambling problem. So he can't gamble. And the guy Mm -hmm. that's sitting next to him has a big cowboy hat on and cigar. And he goes, what do you think about this plane coming from Utica? You think it's going to get here on time? I'll bet you 10 bucks. And like Kramer's like, (laughs) like he starts getting the tremors. He's like, he's like, he slaps the desk and goes, you're on. <laughs> he, call, he, he gets up. He gets so deep in. They're betting on planes coming in. He gets so deep in that he has to call a friend. He's like, will you bankroll me? Come up here and bring me the money. And he gives him the money. And he's like, we were all settled up. And he goes, we got one more plane, double or nothing. And he goes, let's do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it just takes like an innocent example of like sitting there <laughs> waiting on a friend for a plane <laughs> to arrive. And like all of a sudden, like you, you've gone into debt. Big time. <laughs> Big time. I guess what my, I'm trying to think of other situations where we do that, where okay. we buy into something that is evil altogether. And I think we've totally, we try to we've totally blown up the tether of this episode. I did not want to have this whole conversation, but it's fascinating. Interesting. But I think, I think this goes back to the, the, so, okay. Here's the Bible verse, uh-huh. Titus one eleven. They must be silenced since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. Hmm. And so, like, I think the major, so if, even in regard to qualifications for elder, not a lover of money, hmm. right? And so, like, all of those play roles there. And I do think that, like, seeking for ill, like, ill-gotten gain seems to have an anchor that's not just the gain itself. Mm. Right. It's and so if you're saying that you're convinced and and I, and I I would never challenge this by the way, mm. like I would never say to someone who's like I think gambling's ill-gotten gain. I'm like then do not gamble right <laughs> ever right. Um, 
But if someone, but if someone were to say to me, I mean, I don't, I don't even know how I would. I have another example to give you, which would be fascinating. Okay, well, hold on. So, if I'm if I'm dealing with, I would ne- no, I can say with with great confidence, I would never encourage anyone to go gamble. Mm. Um, I think it's, I mean, it, it it's not going to promote. I think at least bare minimum inside of the action of gambling, there are many sins that will be prompted. Mm. Right, covetousness being one. Mm-hmm. Just a simple one. I want his hand, right? Mm-hmm. I think it is a, it could very well be considered a testing of God. Um, and so like covetousness, I think it's going to promote in you envy, like the list goes on. Um, and so that that's a couple of reasons why I would never encourage it. But so I think about all of this pastorally. And so like, I'm thinking of like a church discipline issue. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if someone came and they like, I don't know, let's say they, oh, let's make it really minimum, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they're sitting down at their home with their family. This is what my family did. Uh, there, was a, there was a money bag, and the mm-hmm. money bag was quarters and stuff like that, and they would gamble mm-hmm. at the table, and there was a money bag, right? And so mm-hmm. you would do it that way. And so is that, would that fall into the realm of sinful because it was an exchange of money, though it be minor? Because if it's, if it's an exchange of money, though it be minor, does the sin change if it be major? Like, is it sinful in and of itself, or does the price matter? <laughs> what? Well, I think there's also like that, where certain games are played, where everybody puts in two bucks, and then you play the game, and then whoever wins the game gets the 20 bucks. Well, I think of like tennis mixers. I played tennis mixers, and I I took home cash. I mean, you I pay played, $20. I, you pay I played $20 fantasy in. football, where you, where you pay $25, and the yeah. winner gets everyone's $25. Yeah, I don't. I don't put that in my mind in my conscience. Yeah, so what's as the, the realm, as, as the realm of gambling? So what's the right, line? I then? agree, but the, yeah, there this, is this is the my question. What's the line? of it? So going to a business that's focus is gambling. Yeah, I think it's like, like, the, it's like that's the but, but, So here's my next question. Yeah, I would love to go to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> I would love to go watch the horses run. Are you going to bet on the horses? I mean, that was my question. Like, well, that's the whole purpose of going. I know, it? right? You would be there, <laughs> so that's and you're like, thing. I went to the Burn Kentucky the Derby, and Derby, and I'm like, that you did. Anyway. Yeah, true. I'd, we discipline you right here. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, is that it? Does that fall into a church discipline issue? Now, here's the here's the caveat. If they're unfaithful with their money, meaning they're not taking care of their household, they're not giving to the local right, church. Right. Then all of a sudden, it's like yes, you had money to gamble. Right. Mm. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so like. Th- we and have, I guess in my mind, I would be like, well, I wouldn't wager a thousand bucks. I mean, so, I would probably go and be like, what's the minimum? Just so I can participate yeah. in the spectator. But then it's like, then well, that's the same. The thrill. Yeah. So it's the same thing yeah. I go back to and be like, okay, well, maybe that's not. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go to the horse. If I go to the horse charges, I'll just. You're just going to watch the horses and you won't yeah, care. Yeah. And I'll just enjoy. <laughs> but that's where it's you like, I don't have any hometown bounds with any of the horses, Blake. Yeah. I don't care. Not a, not a lot of horses. Horse yeah. I'm like, I don't know the Memphis. story. There's greyhounds. You can do greyhounds. No, it's right gone, across the street. Uh, yeah. I don't do that anymore. Oh, is yeah. it really? Yeah. It's actually think. a live. I think it's seven. robots now. Robots? I don't, I don't are know. there I'm dogs still running over there? I've, I don't think so. There might be. Maybe there are. Anyway, I know a girl I, who adopted a retired greyhound. Oh, oh look, yeah. on Mud Island when we lived there, yeah. greyhounds everywhere. They're ugly. That's what it, they are ugly. <laughs> everybody, everybody like had a, greyhounds because like they adopted no them. No wonder they raced on. They're like nobody wants to own these. Just race them. <laughs> Not to mention they're fast. <laughs> but yeah, that, I yeah, got the work. Charles K. producer laugh of the you day. Got somebody got him. It. <laughs> no wonder but, they raced. But them. I just, I just don't think. <laughs> what are we gonna do with these? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, you ready to make my turn? 
Sure. Okay. No, yeah. I need to wrap this up. Okay, wrap it okay, up. Okay, so first, I think based upon wisdom alone, like if you take Proverbs and you read through it, gambling and seeking after rapid financial gain, normally through great risk, is at bare minimum unwise. And we are called yes. to be a wise people, right? Yeah. Then the other aspect yeah. of that, I think, is uh, there seems to be a correlation, and I may... I'm. I'm going to speak gently and assume I'm, I'm painting with a real, real broad brush here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and say that this may not always be the case, but it does seem to be the case that many who desire rapid financial gain tend to be lazy in their normative layer, uh, labors, which can be a major issue. Not always, but the, but but this is the reason why we say that it's it it, it seems it seems to be a tax on the impoverished. Because they, because many seek after large financial gain rapidly mm-hmm. and essentially perpetuate their poverty because of maybe various other issues, but sometimes it's laziness. Hmm. All right. So do we have a consensus opinion on this? I don't think so. No. Do you think it's a matter of conscience? <laughs> I think it's a matter of conscience Until to a degree. Until it's not. Yeah, Until which is how not. we've said everything else is. I know, right? <laughs> but there, but modesty I mean, is like, a matter of yeah. conscience. No, when you see it. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think you you do, like, right? You had that feeling, and I think you have to guard, right, with the feeling against legalism itself, right? You have to guard yeah. feeling it's like it's gross. It doesn't make it gross. It right. may mean that you're a legalist, or it may be truly gross, right? right? But there is, there are so many questions to ask when, when someone says, is this a sin, a sin hmm. for me to gamble? Hmm. Like, are you taking care of your family? Why are you doing it? Hmm. Like, I think I think it's it's time for... It's a time to ask more. I know this is not a happy word here, but nuanced. Nuance is sometimes just a yeah lazy like, word to slip out the back door. Well, it's just a word to like hide the fact that you don't want to be honest about it, right? right. Like, right. Sometimes it just takes more nuanced questions to get to the fact of whether it's sinful or not. All right. So here's my here's my connector. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Were the people of Israel? So I was thinking about like I knew this was going to be the tie-in. It's a good tie-in. Okay. So I congrats. We'll just make the tie-in. Were the people of Israel gambling? Yeah, like around like when Lots, they... Lots, Emma and Thurman. Yeah, like all of this, because I think in some sense, like when we think about people providing for themselves and not trusting in just the or, their own ordinary labors, yeah. you know, going out into the normal institutions that God has ordained yeah. within this creation that we provide through, that they're trying to take a fast track around, right? And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to... I'm going to play dice, you know, I'm going to play, you know, whatever, I'm going to play this game to then win so that I can adequately provide for my family, which is like negating, negating the provision of God. Mm. You know, it's undermining the fact that his, his providence is real. And so I think like, too, what we can come to then look at is, I was just thinking through like, we're, you know, we're, we're the people of Israel trying to in any way tell the future, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's this, I think there's this great desire in like, even in our daily lives where, man, I would love to know what tomorrow holds. Well, the scriptures yeah. answer us back. Today has, has enough concerns yeah. of its own, right? Amen to that. And so I think like there's this great, but, but the Lord in the priestly ministry had instituted a way in which the people could approach the Lord within a series of, evidently a series of decisions that needed to be made that they had no way through, I guess, spirit-led conscience and informed or written codified law 
to determine which was the right way to go. Do you think it has to do with the fact that, that the revelation wasn't complete? Lawson shaking his head. I'm giving play-by-play here. Shaking your head up or down. Yeah, shaking it up and down. Yeah, like, yes, yeah. he thinks that's... I think the, I think the perfect's come. And so in, when the perfect comes, I think some of, the, some of those things do cease. And so like the casting of lots was used to identify... I mean, it was used a number of times and it was normally... I'm not going to say always because I can't speak that authoritatively, but I'm fairly certain was used normally ordained of God, mm-hmm. casting lots in regard to who's going to be the priest and various mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. And well, that's then, how they chose the deacons, right? Or no, the, no, the no, leftover, no. the new apostle. The new apostle. Yeah. And Matthias. so, yeah, that's right, bro. And so, Bible drill at some uh, <laughs> Chapter verse uh, me. I was literally about to say, uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, the, the Uma and the, th- and the Thuman. Thumb them. Thumb them. There's no N in yeah, Just think about your thumb. Thumb them. Okay. So, inside of those, it seems to be a means by which God directed his people. Right. But like, these are two separate categories. One's an appeal to providence, yeah. and the other one its anchor is not, oh, God told me to do this, mm. therefore I'm going to obey and he will direct. Instead, it seems to really be maybe even a tempting of God. Mm. Because that's where that's where I think the, mm. the line actually comes because it's a tempting, <laughs> it's a tempting of God saying like, it's an appeal, I think it is an appeal to, to luck. Like, let luck be something that mm-hmm. blesses me because everything that we do, I mean, luck is luck is God, a non- we use it in our it vernacular. Is, it is a so non category. Good luck. Like, it, it is. Julie always tr- says, she's going to roll her eyes right now. Julie always says to me, You know what I mean. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but it's a, it's a non category. Like, even, even when we appeal to luck and like we think about like flipping a coin 50 50, it's like luck didn't determine that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in, in actuality, the motion of the coin determined that based upon the providence of God and his laws mm. and the way you flipped it and the way like all of that mm. takes into account it's like lucky is something that we use until we understand why it happened mm. and so i think i think providence is when we think about an appeal to providence essentially what we're doing is we're saying at least in 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 the israelite days they're appealing to God to show them the appropriate direction under God's express ordinance to do so. That they would submit to, right. acknowledging Absolutely. his authority and the yeah. means that he and had And this is the opposite. This is the, the o- literally the opposite of yep. it. It's, it's saying, I'm just going to roll dice here and hope that I'm blessed because of it. You could actually make a strong argument that it is the definition of the iniquity of Lot. Ooh. Because it's the, it's the perversion of something God ordained for his purposes that we twisted and made it for our own. Yeah, we totally pushed him out, yeah. suppressed him out. Yeah. All right, so here's my well, next. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I just want to say, too, like, when we think of luck, luck is all based on the feeling that it provides at the moment that it happens. Mm. When we understand providence, we understand that bitter providence is, or even difficult providence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is good, mm. ultimately, for mm-hmm. us. That's where I think luck is just like a, it's a trash category. But it's like also, it's just... Like what's what's good in having good luck? I mean, I don't understand. It can right. twist. You also said in an earlier episode that you dislike good fortune. It's the same thing. Same thing. But All it's right. like bringing God into luck. It's like saying God is providing fortune to you because of something good that you did. Right? Yeah. They're like sow and reap categories which you're working through. There? Well, it's almost like regimented. Even like some professional athletes have like such a regimented routine. Mm. In which they believe uh, bring if they good break fortune, it, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. going to cause bad them to have fortune. bad luck or bad fortune or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, we, that's fair. Yeah. All right. So you said the reason why the 
Urim and the Thummim was a thing and the casting of lots is because one of y'all said it was you, Blake? It was him. Something about the Blake revelation. The revelation wasn't complete. Wasn't yeah. complete. Yeah. Right? All right. So, but now it's complete. And then we also, the indwelling of the spirit plays a key role in this as well. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think that's why that we see lots. Maybe. Yeah. Like Christ before Christ. Is that before Christ? Yeah. Then we, but then we have to make an argument based upon did the spirit indwell Old Testament saints? And I don't want to play with that right now. So I, know. I wasn't going to say anything. So we're going that long enough episode. Yeah. That's a, we, is this we have a long episode? episode right now? No, I said we've already had a long enough episode. No, uh, but that would get us down. We're, in like that's a, a long episode. We're, we're Two, striving for greater greatness. No. Not on this one, we're not. We're not striving to be just All right, so because the perfect has come. <laughs> Six hours. <laughs> because the perfect has come. Yeah. He ain't no rambling, gambling man. Amen. Mm-hmm. But he never was. He never was. That's Amen. what I want to say. So I had yeah. a conversation with a brother this week, and he said, I don't understand that the Levites paid tithes to Melchizedek. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. this... There's this deal that Abraham makes yeah. with mm-hmm. uh, the king, and he says, give me all the people, and you take the stuff. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's like a wager made. There's because you wager. will not be told that, I, that you enriched me. Yeah, and he yeah. says, no, no, no. Yeah. You won't, we won't do that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, because God enriched whatever me. happens <laughs> yeah. on the other side of that yeah. is trash. Like, you're not the authority here. Yeah. Like, I've been told I'm going to do it this way. It says there in Genesis that there uh, in the loins of Abraham, when Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. It was the Levites paid tithes. It was the Levites effectively paying tithes to Melchizedek. Right. Which Melchizedek is a Either. type. A type or a Christophany. He is a type. Hebrews I'm, says I'm with much. you, bro. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, but I don't know what you do with the language in Hebrews. But therapy, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, but there are people who disagree. We need to go there? I mean, we, don't have to, get... we don't have to fight about it. I think, no, I think there's you no can fight. Have, I'm just yeah, saying, I think you like... Can have, you, can have, you can have and hold either position and it'd be acceptable. I don't know. Can you? Yes, <laughs> you can. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, where is it? Seven? Yeah, it is in seven. Oh, it's a seven. I have it underlined. That's not you, not in Hebrews. Seven three, it says he was without father or mother or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he continues a priest forever. Yeah. So I think like there's this great like joy that we have like in recognizing that the Urim and the Thummim and these casting of lots were in a were in an, what it they were in a lower order. Mm. Oh yeah, they, like our our priest is one who is preeminent. Mm. He is eternal. Yeah, and he is of a higher order. The right. Book of Hebrews says. Mm. Yep, and he's described the, the eternal order. Yeah, yeah, he's described like this. It says for to which of the this is Hebrews one five for to which of the angels did God ever say. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. Fast forward, it says, uh, it says, of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. 
Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Hmm. You know, like he, this says in the Old Testament, like the priest never took the office, like by force. Oh, you know was saying? appointed. Only mm-hmm. when he was appointed. Yeah. And they appointed with the anointing oil, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he had on this vestitude. Is that a real word? I don't I don't think it's vestitude. Is it, it vestitude? If you wouldn't have said it, I would be able to say it now, but now I can't. Or vestiture. Vestibule? It's mm-hmm. not vestibule. Why would you do this? <laughs> if you wouldn't have said that out loud. You know, but, it's, but it's all these garments that the priest wore. You know what I'm saying? Like from a lower order that indicated like that they were of... I mean, were they... I mean, essentially they were... Is it vestiture? I think it's vestiture. Is it, is it? It should be garments. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 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 essentially an outfit. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It's a yeah. priestly outfit. So the priestly outfit had this vestiture. Yeah. Outfit. Breast. It, technically, it's a breastplate that had the urim and the, the thumbing on it, and they would yeah. they would they would come and and ask like what Beseech, like yep. specific like next steps or whatever. Yep. So I I, I saw that um, John Frame said, "Your boy." Why are we chosen? Man. God, I can't even talk. You Here we go. of all, I'm Julie. Not, I'm kidding. Here we go. Why are we chosen in Christ rather than merely chosen? In Ephesians 1, 3 through 4, Christ is the one who secures our holiness and blamelessness. Mm. He guarantees that far in advance of our historical existence. So even in the ideal existence of God's eternity, there mm. is nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Just my sermon from Sunday? No. Not yet. Everything's not about Is you. it vestments? Vestments. 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 I think it's vestments. I like saying vestments. Vestments. That sounds like a, a mint brand that's trying to be like testaments. So here's here's the tie-in. Like why like why is Jesus of a higher order that does not need the like he didn't wear the arm and the thumb? He knows the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say yeah, why doesn't he need the Urim and the Thummel? Yeah, why? I mean, he was awesome. anointed, like he was anointed to the office before the foundations of the earth was ever laid. Yeah. And it seems like all of these priests that wore the garments of... They needed direction and guidance. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Perfectly knows the will of God. Though, mm-hmm. And executes it. Yeah, there you go. Never says one wasted word. Nope. Not mm. a rambling man. Oh my goodness. He's not a gambling man either. Like he knew the end from the beginning. Like he says... <laughs> He was he tell Peter like Peter, am I not to drink the cup that is for me? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm with you. Yeah, I was thinking even in John, like John eight, he knows when to walk away, so he doesn't get killed. Like seriously, yeah. But who are we to be conformed into the image of? <laughs> I don't want to say it. <laughs> I, know, it's, I know it's like it's like you know that there's, there's so. A, do you think Jesus would gamble? Oh. <laughs> Thank y'all you, think I'm laughing. John. Y'all think I'm Piper. laughing. We deal in this lower order, right? Like sure. this order of sanctification. And then, bro, like when you lay your eyes. This is why the question is, is it godly is yeah. normally the best question to yeah. ask. I mean, the one that stepped Jesus out of heaven. It, yeah, I think I, the question is, could, could he? Could he? <laughs> because he knows the end from the beginning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't. That's true. That's not a gamble. Yeah, I mean, I... I would say no. 
And so do you think gambling will be in the new heaven? And new but then era? the question is like, if you look at if you look at his example, and you're paying attention to the way that he lived, like foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the mm-hmm. Son of Man has no place to lay his lay his mm-hmm. head. Um, I mean, it, would you, we could ask the question: Did Jesus spend a recreational dollar? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I've always said I I believe the one attribute that we is mirth. are not privileged to in in the Man of Sorrows. Yeah, but yet we're promised to see. Yeah in the end is that he he is a man of mirth he is a man yeah. of great joy and laughter i think that's like to have the well, offspring she's got hebrews 12 for the joy set before him yeah but i, I also think you see also, like eating and drinking like he his his disciples go it seems like in fun i don't know if that's like i the, think he's at i think he's at the wedding at cana at canaan providing libations for enjoyment and right. joy and celebration and he's Agreed. saying my hour has not yet come and i do believe He's speaking of that greater feast, mm. and that's the one that he will provide for. And right. so, how could he? How could he do this? You're asking me a question. No, I'm just saying. Do you think like gambling will be in the new heaven and new earth? Like, no, no, of course not. Well, there won't be buying and selling. Like, I think there will be commerce, though. There will be government. But sure, there will be government. Yeah, I think. I don't know. There would be godly order. Everything we'll would be put price. back. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So Isaac, the one that was promised Abraham, you know what his name means? Laughter. 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 Yep. Which he is a shadow of the one to come. So okay. I think when now that, well, from from the historical Sorry. hermeneutic. Just for any. But so I'm saying, we're saying Orthodox like. Jew listening. He did come. <laughs> he did come. And he's coming But again. now that he True. has come, because you yeah. were saying like, it, the Israel was dealing in this moment in, in history where they had these ordained means in which they would be able to determine in yeah. God's providence what he would have them do. Mm. We said the reason why they were interacting with that economy yeah. is because the perfect had not yet come. The perfect was promised. And now that he has come and he has ascended to the throne and we see the perfect revelation in Jesus Christ, like, I guess that leads me to believe like we should not, I mean, I guess we should trust in the providence of the Lord that I just, I, I can't fathom that to be glorified fully in his image that I would in the end partake of gambling. Like, mm. and so like, as I grow in knowledge and steadfast love and obedience, like would that obedience lead me to gamble more or less? I mean, I would say with certainty less. Yes. Yeah, mm. yeah, I mean, I, so I realizing again, like I'm reaching into not only what is what is conscience and what one would is let's say it this way what is most godly right mm. i think about pretty much any time that we discuss a sin issue in mm. will it would it cause us as an elder body to exercise church discipline on an individual mm. because that's such a, that's such a important concept to understand like okay can we with ultimate confidence call that, you know, say that a church member went in to Tunica. I mean, we're right here, right? And went and had dinner and played. It's just for the food. Yeah. Well, they did have a billboard, and I quoted it for a long time. Oh, no. Hollywood Casino, the ribs are back. 
So I would say, y'all, did you hear? <laughs> the ribs are back. The ribs are back at Hollywood <laughs> but Casino. I, mean, I never knew they were gone. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> like, it made me really curious. What'd you do with the ribs? I want ribs so bad right now. <laughs> if I could just come tr- trim hedges at Lawson's house, I can get ribs. <laughs> yeah, you can. You act like they were impossible to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's like, I just, I just don't know where that, like, where that line is authoritatively. Yeah, so I think about it this way. Like often, I think we our mind shift to church discipline, and obviously there is an active church discipline, right? Mm. But I also think about church discipline from a passive accountability, Explain. like living in such a way oh, that we yeah, it's emulate. It's permitted to church discipline. I want to honor my family because yeah. I we all bear the same image of the same Father, and so because we yeah, all belong to the household of faith. We live in this way. So when I would say... The ba- I think the banner over that is steward, steward what God's given you well. Certainly. But if somebody mm. said like, hey, I went to the Kentucky Derby, somebody invited me, and I yeah. bought a... I don't know, man, whatever ticket you bought, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do with that. You mm. know, other than like, was that a one-time thing? Is that a habitual thing? Like yeah. if you're a constant steward, you know, of, of what God's given you, then I do think, I do think there in lies there exist freedom and liberty yeah yeah yeah. and so i just there's there's not necessarily a hard and fast i think like someone who would be actively disciplined would have to have a pattern an unrepentant pattern and a testimony according to several sins which were encompassed in this industry if you will like this own personal industry of exercising gambling yeah but that's the issue with with you know like you look at Paul's statements, right? That all things are permissible, but and, and once not again, all, things are, all things are permissible. I mean, excuse me, all things are lawful, but all things are yeah, profitable. And just because he says all things are lawful does not mean like all of a sudden adultery is not lawful. Right, that's not what he's saying right. there, right? He's saying all things that are lawful are lawful. Yeah, and that's what he's saying. Yeah, and so the <laughs> the um, the the concept there is like I think the this is where it goes back where I think the best end is the question right is it godly mm-hmm. and it's like I think the, the answer to that question is normally your best answer period mm-hmm. right and it's like just because so like I would say as a general rule let's go deep shall we it's, do it it's lawful for you to divorce your spouse if they've committed adultery right I I I I believe in an exemption clause I know a lot of people don't but I I I cannot get around the passages that are there yeah I'm with you and so. Blake is shaking his head. But too. that yeah. being said, I'm not sure that the answer is always, is it godly? Mm. Because, because if I'm answering the question, is it godly? I'm turning to Hosea. Mm. I'm looking at Ephesians 5, and all of a sudden I'm like, I, I, I'm probably not counseling you to divorce your spouse. Mm. Um, as a matter of fact, yeah, forgiveness I, is godly I don't, in that regard. I've never, nor I say nor will I, but I'm fairly certain I can say with confidence, nor will I ever encourage divorce. That's right. not where I'm headed. Right. Um, because I don't think the answer to, is it godly, is, is yes, fine, divorce. I don't think it is. And so in this, in this situation, is it godly? I think the answer but is it's a resounding one, no. That same example, though, is one example that you would, recognizing that exemption clause and recognizing the fact that they do have the God-given ability to divorce and not reconcile. The lawful ability. And it's yeah. not a sin which leads unto death. Yeah. It wouldn't be a sin in which someone would be disciplined by the church or shunned in any way. 
I mean, I don't think it would be a fruitful environment that those people no, would no, reside no, together yeah. in the faith family. I yeah. think there would I'm be. So a, looking forward to all the emails I'm going to get for saying that. Like I brought. <laughs> well, this I'm by just myself. saying. Like, is there is there some yeah, sort of comparison? <laughs> just ignored that. And yeah, is anyway. there some sort of further comparison that we can make in regards to gambling? I think oh, marijuana man. is becoming legal in many places, mm-hmm. and we would automatically say that it's not just because it's lawful doesn't mean it's good. Right, but uh, we like, did a whole episode on I Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm like, just saying, like, to, to gamble one penny. Is there penny. something like gambling? Okay, let me say, I'll back, I'll back up and say this. The question is never, the question as you were doing something should never be, it, it, can I do this without sinning? If you're asking that question, it's just right. a bad idea. Well, it's probably <laughs> like, already me. you probably already are sinning because your conscience. I know, is right? So, all so like, up. I know that we're we're dancing around this, but I just want to go ahead and blanketly say this: if you're going to do something and you're asking yourself, "Can I do this without sinning?" You probably just shouldn't yeah. do it. Find something else yeah. to do. Amen. And I mean, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter if it's gambling, if it's drinking, if it's. I mean, I, the list goes on. Anything that in regards to conscience. Netflixing. If you have freedom of conscience, you have freedom of conscience. Um, yeah, and the it, better question is, should I? Should I? Or is, I, I still, I still think. But should I based on yeah. the framework of, is this godly? Yeah. Is it in the image? Does it bear the ambassadorship appropriately? Yeah. In the midst of it's probably not the time to ask, should I? Yeah, I'd hard should agree with that. Yeah, I mean, and my point is like, before. with the greatest revelation, he has now been made yeah. manifest among us, right? And w- t- yeah. It's like, we we can trust him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. and to bear his image and to be conformed in his image, I just believe leads us ultimately into glory. Yeah. And at some point that trajectory I would say much is absence. Yeah. Much is absent from yeah. that trajectory in this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these things that we deal with as men who are still susceptible you know we still have sin yeah we still deal with sin we still deal with questions even probably in a futile way because we don't we we don't see as we we see dimly now yeah you know what i'm saying we don't see clearly Mm -hmm. so i think like a lot of that to be in glory and to look back on was it rc sproul that said now in your sanctification you're nearer to hitler than you are to paul in in glory you know (laughs) saying like these 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 things are so far apart. Like yeah. you, you can sympathize with Hitler more than you can come to understand and grasp your perspective that you will have in glory and eternity. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Line. Are we good? Yeah. If you have any questions or would yeah. like to email ask, mercy email Hill. D-O-N. No, we have an administrative have email. Mercy uh, Hill. Yeah. Can we give that one? It's monitored regularly. It I really I was is trying, monitored regularly. I was trying to make a joke, but now it's serious. And it's, I'm sad. Uh, if you have any issues or would like to engage us in this conversation, it's mercy Hill at mercyhillob.org. And don't worry. It'll get forwarded to me. In conclusion, <laughs> I have a Bible verse. Ephesians 1, 3 through 4. Have we read that one the other day? We read it on Sunday. You should listen to the sermon. You weren't here. So here we go. Ephesians 1, 3 through 4. (laughs) Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, places even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoptions as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. That was 1, 3 through 5. So I'd like to thank my fellow elders, Lawson Harlow and Blake McCullough, for the time spent today. It was certainly was good to find that ace up Lawson's sleeve, but boy, it was weird getting it. My brothers and my friends, Godspeed. That was weird, though. <laughs>
this is the way.